TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Get more at 971talk.com. America. I am not a number. I am a free man. Wiggins America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Wiggins. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like, whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins America. Question everything. Unless a branch of the government says it, then it's probably fine. Wiggins America. Not intending to play such darn long clips, but Tucker Carlson had a good interview this week. I actually think Tucker is better off of Fox than he was on Fox. Now, if you watched him every night, you probably disagree with me because you're not getting the same volume of content that you were. But I think that's why I'm appreciating what he's doing more. He's he's really showing how much of an outsider he is. He's outside the mainstream. He's outside of the t- typical political conversation. And he's having conversations with people who you wouldn't normally. I, Joe Rogan does this kind of, except that he's a little less direct and to the point with making great analysis about things that are going on right now. Not to rag on Joe Rogan, but he was running into the same problem that Tucker did before, which is if you have to produce content every single day, I mean, we're like this. I'm literally on seven days a week here on 97.1. Producing content means that it gets diluted a little bit. If I was only doing, you know, two hours a week, total instead of being on the Annie Fry show for three hours a day and then doing two hours twice on the weekends, you could confine that to be a little bit more poignant and potent. Well, that's what Tucker is doing now. And I think he's doing a great job. Here's a conversation he had in light of things like the, not not that I know this is linked, but this is the reason it's being covered. The Bronny, I think they call him, Bronny, James, LeBron James's son, he had a cardiac arrest this week. Well, in the past, that stuff could happen, and it might not get reported or you don't remember it, but now it does. And people go, oh, is that related to the vaccine? I mean, it's the first question everybody asks. Don't know. DeMar Hamlin, same way. We don't know. But it could be. Could not be. Here's the clip. Wow, that's amazing. Wiggins, America. That is amazing. 
Why wouldn't you take the Vax? Um, you, you had I, a direct order to take it. You were told to take it. Yeah, I, I'm not real good with direct orders, but on a whole nother note. <laughs> um, but it was a command. I didn't. I mean, they told. I'm sorry. They told you. I mean, they couldn't have been clearer about yeah, it. Yeah, it was pretty clear. Uh, <laughs> uh, did you take it? Of course not. Yeah, no. It, it wasn't ready. You know, it was six month. You know, kind of rush job, and and I didn't feel safe. But they told you you were safe. I know what they said. <laughs> I know what they said, and I heard them. I heard them loud and clear. But it's it's not their decision. There's no repercussions if they're wrong. But I get all the repercussions if they're wrong. Was was it a tough call for you? No, it wasn't a tough call. You know, I wanted it to be an example for my kids. You know, really make sure they didn't take it either. Show them that I, you know, I wanted to stand on my convictions and that I was willing, you know, to lose $9 million and more because we've probably lost more, you know, since then. The idea is that people who stand on their convictions are heroes. They're brave. They have principles. You know, they're the people we look to for inspiration. But in this case, with this decision and these principles, you were not hailed as a hero. No. You were attacked. And again, another one that I'm not trying to just like overload you with Tucker clips here, but I think these are good conversations. Separate ones. Same guy, Tucker talking to Ice Cube. And this time, a little bit more about race stuff. I I appreciate that Ice Cube is willing to have conversations with Tucker. And that's actually one of the reasons that I think Tucker is doing a better job than he was. Because he's able, he doesn't have the Fox News brand on him anymore. I mean, it's still there in the background, obviously. And it will be probably for the rest of his life. But the further he moves away from it, the more I think you're going to see stuff like this. Do you think that we overplay the role of racial conflict in American life? Yes. I think race, it, it takes up too much space. Um, there's people that we all have in our lives who are same race that we can't stand. And there's people in our lives from other races that we get along with way better. So it's not about race. It's not about color and gender and this and that. It's about who do you connect with? You know, who do you vibrate with? You know what I mean? Who's on the same wavelength? Who wants to be the same kind of person? Who wants to do the right thing when you want to do the right thing? Um, That's who you connect with. So I think a lot of people make a lot of money off of the racists fighting against each other and bickering. And they the ones who push it in our face all the time that we're separate. And um does feel like there's more of that, doesn't there? Yeah, it seems like it's uh it's like you're stuck in a bad movie and you can't get out. Like you can't find the exit and it continues to play on the screen. These are important conversations to have. I don't know whether you respect Ice Cube or not. I do, actually. He lost a lot of money, and when somebody is willing to put their money where their mouth is, put their reputation on the line, 
You know, that kind of stuff matters. Saturday Night Live was making fun of him for standing up for his values. That's real. That stuff costs you real money when you're a celebrity. Tip of the hat to him. All right, stick around. The Alliance Defense Fund, talking about SIUE, this big case that ADF won against Southern Illinois University Edwardsville. That's next. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk. This headline really caught my attention from this week. SIUE professors to undergo First Amendment training as part of a settlement. This is concerning the Alliance Defending Freedom. Attorneys, they've favorably settled a case against Southern Illinois University Edwardsville that involves these SIUE professors now doing First Amendment training. So we've got ADF legal counsel Matthew Hoffman on the phone with us to explain this case. Matthew, thanks you th- thanks for your time this weekend. Absolutely, it's a pleasure to be here. So <clears throat> it's concerning this student Maggie DeYoung. Can you kind of explain the story that that happens that's associated with this case? Absolutely. Um, you know, the, the bottom line conclusion here is that uh, the university censored her for her speech. And I think it's something we can all agree that just because you disagree with someone's viewpoint uh, doesn't mean you should be censored. Um, so Maggie, like, you know, I would say almost all other college students posted on her social media and had discussions with their peers about topics in the news, um, about her religious beliefs or Christian beliefs and things of that nature. Um, she was always respectful and willing to hear others in the opposite perspective. Um, but some students took subjective offense to what she said, um, complained that it was harassing to them, and asked the university to prohibit contact between Maggie and those students. And uh, shockingly, the university did so. They issued three no-contact orders against Maggie uh, without telling her why they were doing so, uh, any allegations against her. Uh, without any process, they just told her, you can't talk to these three other students, even in indirect communication. And even though they were in the same small uh, art therapy program at the university. So where does the Alliance Defending Freedom step into this story? So uh, Maggie contacted us um, when these orders were issued. Um, and we sent a demand letter back then. Uh, that was back in the early 2022 Um, The university had left them in place for a few weeks. Um, Thankfully, the university agreed to rescind them, but it still delayed in providing any justification for issuing the orders in the first place. Um, Eventually, they did so. uh, But while those orders were in place, they chilled and censored Maggie's speech and retaliated against her. Uh, So Maggie made the decision to file a lawsuit, uh, which then led to the favorable settlement. 
So I had actually heard of this case while it was happening, I think because uh, even though we're a St. Louis radio station, I and many others who work here live in Illinois. I actually went to SIUE for a couple years myself, and so when it makes the news, I say, oh, what's going on there? So Maggie, was was she sharing her Christian faith with people who were just very hostile to it? Is that what was going on? That is part of it. Uh, I think she was sharing her faith uh, to people that disagreed with her um, on, on matters of faith. Uh, she was also just discussing, you know, topics from a, a more conservative viewpoint, such as uh, all lives matter. And people then took offense to that. Um, and they reported her to the university officials based on their offense. Um, but, you know, subjective offense cannot be a justification to silence debate on a college campus where we're all supposed to be free to air our views. Matthew Hoffman from the Alliance Defending Freedom Legal Counsel on the phone with us uh, talking about this case. So you guys stepped in. You were part of this case. What happened? You know, how did the case play out? Was it was it a slam dunk? Was it easy? That was it obvious that they were uh, foregoing her First Amendment rights here? Uh, You know, (laughs) we like to think it's clear in all of our cases. So. Yes. I, I mean, this is a clear violation when you take action against someone because of what they said, just merely respectfully expressing their viewpoints. Uh, that's retaliation prohibited by the First Amendment, but also the fact that these no contact orders prohibited speech, um, you know, even just respectful speech, a high in the hallway um, that was prohibited under these orders. And so that is an independent First Amendment violation. Uh, there have been other cases like this. We did one um, around the same time in Idaho. Uh, and courts have really consistently ruled that these violate freedom of speech. Um, so we filed a lawsuit. Uh, we got a favorable ruling or the court largely denied the university officials' efforts to dismiss the case. Um, and then that's what, all, what eventually led to the settlement. And interestingly, the court said, you know, it, it's clearly established that Maggie has the right to speak on these views, just like all of us do, to express our deeply held views. And universities cannot punish people because of that. So that's great that the courts have been upholding religious freedom and especially First Amendment freedom here. Um, (laughs) But it seems as if university professors don't understand what the First Amendment means, <laughs> and that's why uh, it really caught my attention when it said that SIUE professors are going to have to undergo First Amendment training. What is that? Well, that, that is training conducted by uh, an Alliance Defending Freedom attorney. Uh, it's going to be an in- in-person session, and I think we're going to discuss these principles that we've been talking about. You cannot, sense, you cannot punish somebody for just expressing their views. You cannot stop someone from respectfully expressing their views. Um, These kind of basic bedrock First Amendment principles, Um, because one of the professors in the case took action against Maggie because of her uh, religious and more conservative views. Has ADF ever done a training like this before? Uh, Yes, we have uh, done this before uh, to another university professor in in California on, you know, kind of these bedrock First Amendment principles, which all public officials should be um, aware of, because, you know, ultimately they're kind of common sense. Like we all have the freedom to express our ideas, especially in college campuses, which are the marketplace of ideas. Um, It's especially concerning in this case because uh, the... Professors in the art therapy program, the program itself, 
amended its handbook, um, and that was part of the settlement too, to indicate that students with certain views um, cast into doubt their uh, competency to conduct art therapy. Um, and we, thankfully, as part of the settlement, uh, got rid of that language. But I think that just shows you the kind of the, the crisis in the First Amendment here is that uh, simply because of your speech expressing your views, uh, the students are being kind of forced out of these programs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last question for you, Matthew, before we're out of time. It, I don't know whether you've done this enough to have kind of a track record to speak to this or not, but I want to ask it anyway. When you do these trainings, these First Amendment trainings, to show what the First Amendment is, this Constitution that we happen to live under here, um, that a college professor would ha- also have to abide by, um, are they are they just ignorant? It, is it almost like eye opening for them, or are they willfully doing this, knowing, ah, I don't care, I, I don't, I just want to censor speech. Yeah, I'd like to think that it's it's not willful, um, and I don't think I can necessarily comment on specifics. I, I would really like to apply a presumption of good faith, but I, I think what the real problem is is that um, we as a culture, and this happens both on the left and the right, um, but particularly, unfortunately, in kind of left-dominated universities, we're just unwilling to listen to the other perspective um, and labeling you know respectful views like Maggie's as harassment. Um, or triggering or kind of words being violent. Um, and so that's kind of how they've stepped beyond First Amendment principles. So I think it, this training would be a helpful reminder that you know, words aren't violence. Um, the First Amendment exists to protect public dialogue, which is how, as a society, we advance. Alliance Defending Freedom Legal Counsel Matthew Hoffman. I really appreciate the work you guys are doing, and, and thanks for telling us about it this weekend. Absolutely. Uh, thanks so much for having me. All right. Thank you so much. More Wiggins America right around the corner. Stay here. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Big happy birthday to my grandma who turned 91 this week. Happy birthday to grandma. Happy 91st. I was over at grandma's house this week with my kids, with my wife, we had some chicken, and we were eating dinner, and they had the news on. So I don't really watch local news that much. Do you? It's kind of, I, I, in my opinion, it's kind of dying. I, I, may, I hate to be mean to people in this city who are still making a living and, and seeking to do good journalism, local news journalism. Because honestly, there are mo- more good local journalists than there are national journalists. Um, but not all of them are good, and there is a slant to everything that you're going to hear depending on the station. Uh, now, I, I at times think that there's a slant one way or another depending on which station I'm watching. Wasn't real impressed with Channel 5 this week. At least what I saw when I was over at Grandma's house. I saw them do two stories that had political leans. A couple that were just local crime stories, of course. I mean, what else is there? But... There was one story that was about Joe Biden and him honoring this guy. I'd have to look his name up. I think it was Tiff was his name, Tiff or Tip. 
he was uh it was a terrible tragedy from the civil rights era that he was murdered and they honored him this week as a civil rights hero and no problem with them doing that the problem is that that stuff happens literally all the time across all administrations that they're doing those kind of like, well, we're going to pick this guy out, this person out from the past and honor them or even the present uh, war heroes and things like that. They typically don't get any news coverage. But when the local news decides either it's a slow news day or they're going to have a slanted coverage of a president, they'll grab a story like that because it shines well on that president. So that's what Channel 5 did. Now, it honestly might have just been a, a, a slow news day, and so they had to take something. They took that. But I didn't love that coverage because it was basically glowing coverage of the administration. And if you really want to cover something, why not cover all the whistleblowers that are saying these people are, are taking bribes from foreign countries? I mean, hey, I mean, you know, just, just a suggestion. It's a little bit bigger news. But the reason that I say that is because they also covered a Trump story. And it, of course, you know, the Biden story was positive. The Trump story was negative. The Trump story was actually Dick Gephardt. Local politician, of course, so local angle. I get it, local news. So that's fine. But Dick Gephardt, I guess he's he's kind of more moderate now, except that he's <laughs> he's doing what a lot of Democrats do, which is praise other Republicans, but then talk about how, you know, really Republicans are not that bad. It's not Republicans that are a problem. It's Donald Trump. Well, the whole point is just destroy Donald Trump because he's doing too much. So that was the point of what Dick Gephardt is doing. So I, I pulled some clips. He was on uh, PBS's NewsHour this week. And here's the thesis of what Gephardt was talking about. It's all regarding third-party candidates and their impact on the 2024 election, possibly. Here you go. If these were normal times, uh, we would have no problem with this. Third parties, we've always had third-party efforts. These are not normal times. We avoided having a broken election in 2020 by a whisker only because Mike Pence and six or seven state electoral officials, all Republicans, stood up to major pressure from former President Trump, did we avoid a broken election. The president at that time was the one who tried to overthrow our government and overthrow our electoral process. As Liz Cheney said, he can never be near the White House again. Now, keep in mind that the this is typical stuff, right? They're trying to stop third parties from running in the name of democracy. They always phrase those things as, you know what? In normal times, here's the way we'd like to act. But these are emergent. These are not normal times. These are emergency times. So that gives us the right to act in ways that are undemocratic in the name of saving democracy. Uh, because Donald Trump is such a threat to democracy that we have to really kind of abandon our principles to go after him. And in regards to third parties, that's exactly what they're doing. That's what he's even doing news about. He's saying we have to stop third parties from running. Otherwise, they're going to elect Donald Trump. And that's the worst thing possible for democracy. So we're going to you know, sort of co-opt democracy to save democracy. 
He goes into a little bit more of the polling of why third-party candidates, and in this case, <clears throat> this no-labels party, I think it's headed up by Joe Lieberman, and they're looking at Andrew Yang. Maybe he was from the forward party. That's a, that's a different one. Uh, they're looking at Joe Manchin as a possible candidate. And I got to tell you, the more that I see Joe Manchin talking and doing op-eds and things, the more I'm thinking he actually is going to run, and he probably will run with this no-labels party, and he could make an impact. Here's what Dick Gephardt is giving you, a little bit of the numbers on why he's so worried about that. We commissioned a uh, national survey and a survey in the six or seven swing states that really determine national elections. And it shows conclusively that if it's a two-person race, then Donald, that Joe Biden wins by four points, which is precisely what he won by in 2020. But if you put a third-party, independent, bipartisan candidate, and that's the way we phrased it, to give it the best benefit of the doubt, then Joe Biden loses by five or six points. Well, he paused right there. I'll get right back to the clip. Did you hear that? That is a 10-point swing toward Trump if a third party, if a good third-party candidate runs. Here you go. If you look at 2020, it was independent, moderate voters in six swing states that stayed enough with Biden for him to win the race over Donald Trump. We cannot have Donald Trump back in the White House. He engineered a overthrow of the electoral process. He would do it again. So that's a ridiculous assertion because I, I, I hear I'm trying to hear what he's saying and just take it at its face value and not just approach it as a conservative radio talk show host. You know, I, I, I'm also a person. I like to listen to these things. I like strategy. I think that's what he's talking about here. But when he says he'd do it again, that's that's a stupid statement because Trump isn't going to upend the electoral process again if he wins. So the best thing in Gephardt's eyes would be if he's just trying to save democracy, that Trump would win because then people would trust the process more. You know what I'm saying? Like if if Trump's going to upend the whole thing, then you would be campaigning for Trump to win so that the whole thing wasn't upended. I'm not saying that's the, the right thing to do. I'm just saying the logic doesn't make any sense. Now, regarding polling, he's he's citing one specific poll, and I think it's their own internal polling, and that's fine. Um, but if you take a average of polls, which I think is usually the best, and it's usually the more, most accurate, because if you pick independent polls, you know, the the famous NBC poll that had Hillary Clinton winning by 16 points or something in 2016. It's just crazy. It was right before the election. You know, indip- individual polls will be way off, and some of them are funded and have activist groups that are trying to shape the narrative. So if you take an average of polls, which Real Clear Politics does very well, and they kick out usually the, the ones that are obviously partisan. Now, you can have a Democrat or Republican lean, but that doesn't mean your poll's bad. If, you, if they have polls that are just historically bad, they'll knock them out. So what they do is they take this average of polls, and right now it finds that regardless of the Republican candidate, because it could be DeSantis or Trump versus Biden, you have roughly even. It's a just about even. Nationally, 
So what does that mean locally? Well, that or as far as electoral college goes, well, that means that by states, that if you have a roughly even national poll or national turnout, that Republicans win because swing states would then go Republican. You'd need about a three point or four point national win for Joe Biden to overcome. Trump or DeSantis in the swing states. Now, right now, Trump is actually polling a little bit better than than DeSantis, but it's not a huge amount. So let's get back to Dick Gephardt here real quick, because I was when I was at my grandma's again to refer back to the beginning of the segment here. What I saw was NBC local channel five air the part where he not necessarily is talking about no labels and this third party stuff as much. It's the part where he goes full Trump derangement syndrome and is is talking about how you have to stop this guy by any means necessary. This is a risk we cannot take in this country. This democracy is fragile. It's always fragile. It can collapse. We can lose our ability to have elections. There are millions of Americans now who believe the 2020 election was stolen. Donald Trump is still asserting that it was stolen. We're in a bad place. These are not normal times. And we're just asking the folks at No Labels to really come to their senses and not do this if the risk is anywhere near what I think it is. Let me criticize two people here. One of them, obviously, is going to be Dick Gephardt. But first, I want to criticize Donald Trump. He says Trump is still claiming it was stolen. Here's the problem. Trump has the biggest platform in the country. He could have come out with much more specifics and said, here's what you need to investigate. And then everybody would have shined the spotlight on those things. And he never did it. And I really fault him for that because he could have. He could have said, here is what you need to focus on. Drill down on this. And, you know, the the footage of... Georgia election workers pulling out ballots from underneath tables. Now, if it was all on the up and up, fine. But nobody really focused in on these things or on True the Vote. I mean, he he kind of talked about Dinesh D'Souza's movie a little bit, and that, that, that that's it. He could have focused on any one of these issues. The Wisconsin Elections Commission. He could have focused on uh, the adjudication rate in swing states. He could have focused on a lot of things, and he never really did. He would just say, well, it was stolen. And he, he didn't even really use anecdotal data, which exists. You know, the Bellwether counties is a big thing. How did 12 Bellwether, sorry, 20 Bellwether counties that for sometimes 100 years would go back and forth picking the winning president? They always swung back and forth, Democrat, Republican. They always picked the winner. And then all of a sudden, 19 of those 20 in 2020 picked Trump and he lost the the top 20 bellwether counties all picked trump 19 out of 20 and all lost their bellwether status in the same year that's really weird it doesn't mean it was stolen but that's anecdotal data that says this was a really weird election he doesn't point out any of that stuff he doesn't drill down on anything and that really upsets me that he just keeps making blanket statements and expecting everybody else to do the work when he's got the money, he's got the platform, he could drill down on these things. Now, let me switch gears here and say that Dick Gephardt's way off here. 
Because outside of Trump, there have been a lot of people doing really good investigative work, some of it crazy, some of it fringe, but some of it true, and it's all been brushed aside and censored. There have been a lot of people with a lot of legitimate questions about 2020, and you know what happened to them? They were censored by people like Dick Gephardt, people like big Democrats and big deep state who decided we're not going to allow those questions to even be asked in the name of democracy. Do you see how backward that is? A lot of these people, I would put myself in this category, a lot of people would like to just have questions answered out in the open in the public forum, and that has been stifled from minute one because Donald Trump. Because they go, well, these are extraordinary times. We can't allow these questions to be asked. We're going to throttle people. We're going to shadow ban people. We're going to outright ban people from YouTube, from Twitter at the time. That's changed now. Just for asking these questions. You can't ask those questions. That's not democracy. And that's on Democrats. That's not on Republicans who are asking those questions. And some people probably asking the wrong questions. But we don't know because it never got vetted. All this stuff still just sort of exists underground because Democrats pushed it down. The mainstream media never touched this with a 10-foot pole with any sort of journalistic integrity. And that's on them. We'll take a quick break. One more segment to go. We'll be right back. A bit of good news before we get to the end of the show here. Southwestern Arkansas could be the lithium production hotspot of America as mining companies and oil and gas super majors are looking to tap more of the domestic U.S. lithium resources to reduce dependence on China. You know what? You wait long enough and something like this, you knew that was going to happen. You knew it wasn't that, oh man, we we're only China has lithium mines. You know, we, we were going to find more here, and they are. And the great news is they're not finding it in Massachusetts where they would just bury it and say, no, there's there's too many environmental re- regulations. Well, do you want a phone? Do you want a computer? You need lithium. You need batteries. This is how they get it. They mine it, and it is in southwestern Arkansas. Music to my ears, because you know that they are going to open that thing up about as wide as they can get. And then all the ramifications of that, of course, with international issues and and, uh, foreign policy, but also just the cheapness of the product. It's going to get better. Figured I'd let you know that as we close out the show today. Also, this show is followed by the Heidi Harris show on Sunday nights. And we had the, the occurrence that, now this doesn't happen very often, where I was stepping in to do my normal hit on the Mark Cox morning show, and she, Heidi, was filling in for Mark Cox this week. And so we kind of had a crossover. So I thought, you know, going into Heidi's show on Sunday nights, I would play back a bit of that crossover segment that we had. Here you go. American Media Export. Wiggins, America. But last night, Heidi, I'm telling you, a Bible verse, I've heard it a thousand times. And it, it jumped out at me based on all the current event stuff that we're talking about all the time. And it's, I mean, it's the words of Jesus. And you're like, oh man, has anybody heard this? <laughs> like, it's been around for a while. I get it. But is anybody paying attention to this right now? So it comes from Matthew and it starts in, in uh, I think it's 18.5 or something like that. But it says, uh, and whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. And then he, he says, however, if anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me 
to stumble. stumble. Mm-hmm. It would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to stumble. Such things must come, but woe to the person through whom they come. And he's talking about protecting kids. Yeah, that's right. Right? And like he's using about as extreme language as you can use to say, you listen to me. (laughs) You look me right in the eye. If you hurt these kids, I am coming after you. Yeah. I mean, it is extreme language. And when I heard that, I mean, I've heard that. I've read that verse. But when I read it last night, thinking about all the current events, and I mean, you could run the gamut because you can start with, I would say, smaller things like what we did to kids during COVID. Yes. You know, I mean, that that may not be eternal, but it's it's definitely not good. Yeah. Um, But then you start talking about the things that we talk about pretty commonly about laws and things that we're trying to pass in certain states to protect kids from abusive doctors or abusive adults who look to them and go, what's your truth? You know, there is no truth. What do you feel right now? Do you feel like a boy? Do you feel like a girl? Why don't you just permanently alter your body and have sexual transition surgery? You know, these Mm -hmm. things are super harmful to somebody who thinks that they they've finally found peace in something they clearly haven't mm-hmm. you know and like you look at yourself and you go you don't even know what's true like you and you're looking to a kid to go oh i'm sure you know it's yeah. true right you so, think you're a horse and now they're or they're a cat now they're putting litter boxes in classrooms yeah, i for mean the kids who think they're cats this stuff Crazy. just allowing even if you're not directly doing it you know i'm not actually in a classroom you know talking to kids about their sex, you know, or pushing them into sexual behaviors. This Tyrus right. talked about it on the Andy Fry show yesterday. He said, you know, a lot of this stuff is we're we're not even we're not even really just allowing we're not like creating space for kids to be whatever they want, which is the way they paint it. We're actually like pushing aggressive sexuality and oh, sexual absolutely. agendas onto kids. And so then you talk about that stuff. And then you go even a step further and 85,000 children lost at the border mm-hmm. in the last year or two. You know, we're talking yeah. about the sound of freedom and all these things now. Yeah, and, don't you love the people who criticize that movie? I call them customers. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, There's no other reason it. to criticize a movie. You know, I, I have not seen it yet. I'm going to try to see it this weekend. But no matter how good or bad it is, if the message is getting out, you ought to applaud that or I'm calling you a customer. That's it. Yeah, and you know what's great is that you really have seen some people that I wouldn't have expected say, "Hey, this is great." You know, I, I don't know if you know who Mira Sorvino is. Mm-mm. Yeah, uh, but she's you know she's, she's fairly famous actress. She's in it. Oh, she's in that movie. I believe so. I didn't think I didn't think she was, but she was. Uh, she was just saying, "This is a great message. We need to get this out there." That's and right. regardless of politics, you know, and that's why I think starting from a verse like that, you say, "Well." Yes, we talk about things politically because we're talking about current events and obviously yeah. they become political. But ultimately, what we're talking about is moral issues yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. And where do your morals come from? And then why do you believe what you believe? And that filters down into culture, which filters into politics. And it was just one of those moments that you go, man, this one, this one really hits home right now with all these different issues that we're facing. And so many of them, Heidi, as you know, it's not as if we directly impact the decisions that the president is making at the border, but we do elect the president. Yes, absolutely. Get more at 971talk.com.
TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.